0: To another episode of Audio Fanfic Podcast Top 3. This week, join Rachel, Annie, and Kristen as they discuss their top Melissa Scully Fix.
1: starts our little, our I
0: little
1: do. thing here.
0: <laughs> I do. <laughs> <laughs> I always feel so put on the spot. Do you want me to do yes. it? No, it's fine. I need to get over this shit. It's I totally mean, you fine. only run a podcast, but that's- I know, <laughs> right? No bigs. It's great. Hey, guys, and welcome. To- I can't say that. I got to start over. I can't say guys. Fuck. Okay. We'll do this again. Hey, bitches. I know. I would say that. (laughs) I would totally say that. I know. (laughs) Sorry, we're a gender-inclusive podcast, Um, but we will denigrate you here and there. Just deal with it. Um, I'm totally deleting that, by the way. Don't (laughs) do not Hey folks, and welcome to another episode of, we still haven't really just landed on a name, uh, top three staff favorites. I'm going to have to put this in that document so that I don't fumble this every single time we do a podcast. (laughs) From the audio fanfic podcast team, I'm Rachel. I'm Kristen. Annie here. It's a strong martini
2: again. I would drink, but I'm afraid I'll just fall asleep. I've been sleeping so hard;
0: mm-hmm. like I
2: am man. the dead. Mm-hmm. I am saving my weekly
1: drink for my trip this week. Makes so. sense.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I I had wine last night, so there was that.
2: I did have a beer earlier. So I I feel like if I have another one, I'm out. It would not be good for me. I had half a beer last night and passed out. So I'm like, okay, I need to take it easy.
1: I have fallen asleep during whatever we've watched every night this
2: week. Like, yeah,
1: I've had to start sitting up. I'm like, if I lay down on the couch, I'm asleep. It's just.
2: (laughs) That's me. You know, that's when Casey's like, how do you sleep? I'm like, how do you stay awake? I. Like, I have the opposite I problem.
1: fall asleep easy. I don't stay asleep. Mm, okay.
0: Mm-hmm. I fall so. asleep, and I usually stay asleep, and I can't sleep during movies. I will fall asleep during mm. TV shows, especially mm. if it's something I've already mm. seen. Oh, okay. But
2: that's, like, a comfort thing, right? Yeah.
0: Every mm. now and then. Like, when I'm binging something, because, you know, I just, like, don't ever stop. Um, <laughs> it's a sickness. And... A badge of honor. Um no, like I'll I'll fall I, I have fallen asleep during episodes that I haven't seen and then like had to go back and like rewatch it because I forgot. But but I usually don't fall asleep during shows either. But
1: I mean in fairness, we were watching Robocop too. So <laughs> oh wow. <laughs>
0: Aww, that's so
1: we're old. doing franchises, that's been our thing lately. And we're That's... watching
0: all of them. What was your last franchise?
1: Well, we did RoboCop three last night. Was which was actually good. I thought it was better than one and two, honestly. Um, before that, we did. What did we do before that? Something that was oh, we did the screams, leading mm-hmm. up to the new
2: one. That's fun.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, I've done a lot that with the of um. Ones
2: lot of x-files
1: people in robocop one two and three really was it filmed in vancouver mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> i think it was just that time of the year like or time like late oh, 80s yeah. early 90s well because
2: sometimes we'll watch something yeah and i'm like that's he's from x-files she's from x-files they're from x-files um, and he's like was this filmed in vancouver and he looks it up it was filmed in vancouver that's that's I'm like, okay that's snow
1: um <laughs> which is filmed in vancouver yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, oh, did you wake up, Bella? Are you excited to talk about Melissa? She's we like, all are.
0: We all. Are.
1: So today we are discussing Melissa, mm-hmm. our favorite Scully sister,
2: only Scully <laughs> sister.
0: <laughs> Annie and I, however, however- we're just sitting here waiting, like she's gonna.
2: Our favorite Scully sibling, perhaps siblings.
0: Yes. Yes. Well, I mean, yes. I mean,
1: we never got to meet Charlie, so yes. Yeah. I mean. Could go either way on Charlie.
0: We're not not could really go sure. either way. Depends on or, your headcanon. <laughs> or the fanfic. Exactly. Uh-huh. We
2: are very excited to share our recs with everyone today. Enjoy. Oh, yes. I don't like that enjoy part. I don't care. You can keep it in, but I just feel, I don't know. Whatever.
0: Let's so dive who, in. Who All right, season.
2: Who wants to start? I'll frickin' go.
0: <laughs> I have this thing so with alphabetical <laughs> order. I don't know if you did Oh, that's that, fine. Yeah, no, that's I fine. I do. Wait. I post all the podcasts, like, story drops in alphabetical order, by the way. What the, the fuck way. did I do?
2: Did you? I don't know if I ever noticed Yeah, that.
0: nobody. I'm sure that not a single soul notices it but me. Mm-mm. But, yeah, that's the order that they drop in every time. <laughs> Kristen. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: What we were talking about earlier, how I wasn't sure if my if I was gonna switch one in. Uh, I had what'd you do? I had the same one in there twice in my top three. (laughs) So I'm gonna switch it out for the one. That's that's impressive. Mm. That that must be a really good one. If you want to know what kind of mental state I've been in recently, (laughs) that's it right
0: there. Cool, <laughs> cool. I get it.
1: Like, what's
2: wrong with me? You must I, just really like that fic. I, I, I don't know. I was very excited to have found it. I'm not gonna lie, there. <laughs> not gonna lie. It was okay. I see what I did, and I see why I got confused.
0: Bye bye. Um, that fixes a lot. <laughs> Suddenly, her list makes sense again.
2: Okay. I'm going to get my act together and I keep hitting my mic. Yeah. All right, I'll go. So, my number three is The Concept of Dualism by Slip and Mickey's. And this takes place shortly after the events, like right, I should say, right after the events of Dotcom, which is, I believe, an underrated episode, old age makeup aside. Mm-hmm. And Mulder is in worse condition than Scully. Does anybody else have this? Should I wait? I didn't even check. No, I don't have it. No, no,
0: no, I do have it. Sorry. I was muted.
2: Should I I pause and wait for you? No, you're good. Go ahead.
0: Okay. I'll just, well, I mean, I'm coming up after Kristen, I'm assuming. So I'll just check in because it's, it's spoiler alert. It's my number three as well. Well, okay, cool. (laughs) So it works out. Perfect.
2: Okay, good, 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 good. Um. So Mulder is in worse condition than Scully and has no one to help him. Once he gets home from the hospital thing, wherever he is, he comes to stay with Scully and Melissa. Melissa's also staying with Scully at this point. Um, So there's what I like about it. There's like this tension with Mulder coming to stay with Scully, who is obviously going to take excellent care of him. But then there's a little bit of backstory with Melissa and, you know, like or I should say slip and Mickey's incorporates a little bit of a backstory and like them sharing a bed together and, you know, like that cute family stuff. Um, You also have Melissa's intuitive pushing of Scully and Mulder to like get together. She like wants to push, but not too hard. Um, And it's, I like it. I I like it a lot. It's a little more fluffy than what I'm used to, Um, which is maybe why it didn't go higher on the list. I mean, like nobody dies in this, so it's kind of weird, but whatever. Um, but overall, just like a fantastic fic. And it's one of the first ones that I thought of when we had um, originally discussed doing this. Um, and I don't have, it's, it's short. I didn't even say, oh, I
0: don't, it's rated G. It is 4,300 words. Thank you. You're welcome. And it is thrown on you. AO3.
2: Yes, it is. Um, so I, you know, not very long. I don't have a lot of quotes, but I do have this one. Mulder. She said when Melissa held her hand out for the phone, Scully handed it over. Dana and I are coming to pick you up. She said, what time are you being released? So this is Melissa letting Mulder know that they're going to come get him. Scully could hear a dull mumbling from the receiver. It's fine. She could use some fresh air. We'll see you then. Scully leaned back on the couch. Thanks, Missy, she said. If you can help him get settled into his apartment, I'm sure I can find somebody to. Melissa cut her off. Oh, I'm not taking him to his apartment, Missy said matter of factly. I'm ringing him here. And it's, I don't know, like you don't expect that. And I really, anyway, I really mm-hmm. like Melissa taking charge of the situation. Same, Zeus. <laughs> All
1: right. Kristen. Is that me, number three? Yeah, what's your Mm -hmm. number three? My number three is Nine Minutes by Mulder Girl. It's rated general audiences. It's on AO3. It's about 3,700 words. Is that
0: on someone else's list? It's in my honorable mentions. Okay.
1: And I actually thought of you, Rachel, because I believe Rachel stated something about not liking Melissa and Mulder. Did you say that? Yes, yes together. I did. <laughs> so in this fic, um, Scully's been released from the hospital. She's staying with her mom. Mulder's at his apartment. This is in 94 after she's been abducted. And Melissa shows up to Mulder's apartment, basically telling him to pull his head out of his ass. <laughs> you know, a little more eloquently than that. And Scully shows up right after Melissa leaves. She sees a sweater she recognizes. Um, While she's talking, Mulder, Missy comes back for the sweater. And so Scully leaves assuming that Mulder and Melissa had a thing together. And evidently Scully's thought this for years. Like we fast forward when they're together, her and Mulder. And she goes to visit Missy's grave, and she sees Mulder at Missy's grave. And it turns out Mulder had been coming to talk to Missy over the years about things. And this time he had gone to tell her that Scully and him were finally together. And Scully makes a comment about, Oh, I had forgotten the two of you. And Mulder's like, The two of us, what? And it turns out she had all these years of thinking that her sister and Mulder had whether dated, hooked up. What have you? And they really hadn't. Um, it's short. It's sweet. Um, I have one quote pulled here from the very beginning. Scully had been released from the hospital exactly one week ago, and the monotone of recovery was driving her sane. Was driving her sane? Insane. <laughs> Scully had been released from the hospital exactly one week ago, and the monotone of recovery was driving her insane. The shock of discovering she'd lost three months of her life had worn off, and now she wanted answers. Wanted to get back to work. Wanted things to go back to normal. She was sick of her mother hovering, sick of her sister offering to do a, sick of her sister offering to do a smudging of her aura, whatever that entailed, and sick of her brother making "I told you so" interferences about her dangerous and dead end career. The only person who hadn't treated her like a Faberge egg this whole time was Mulder. Um. And that's the only quote I pulled because it's pretty short and it's actually a lot of back and forth dialogue. Um, But I liked it. I liked the misunderstanding um, and actually I liked how long that misunderstanding went on for Scully and that she was still able to kind of put it aside and move forward and not dwell on it.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: Because she's a badass. Because she's a badass. And that's my number three. Amazing.
0: I... Also enjoyed that your number three.
2: I hadn't come across that one. I
0: also enjoyed Annie's number three, which
2: is my number three. <laughs> I love my number three. I know I I made a comment of like it's a little too fluffy. Like that doesn't mean I didn't like it. It was still yeah, good. yeah. I like no, the tension of him being in the apartment anyway.
0: Yeah, it is. It was not a it criticism, is. Casey. It is. It wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't. Whatever. Look, bitch. If you don't already know that we love you, then there's really just a problem. <laughs> um true at homes. Yep. Um but yeah, so I don't really have a ton to add to that one. Um I think okay, you know what? No, hold on. I'm going to go on a mini rant. Um because <laughs> how often do we bitch about how our writers just don't let our our characters like process anything like at mm-hmm. all? They literally aged and regressed a total of a hundred years in literal days, but it's fine. We're fine. I'm up, I'm walking around. It's cool, whatever. And in the next episode, we're just back to normal. Like Mm -hmm. I get it. You're, you're not trying to tell a character based story except that you kind of are because we met all of their family and it's all about Samantha. So Anyways, that's my mini rant. It was the 90s. Um, they didn't have time for this. They didn't, apparently. Um, but Casey fixed that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Thank you, Casey. Right? Um, Thank you. Because it would have taken them quite a long ass time to get over that kind of body shock, which, I mean, isn't really possible anyways. Whatever. I'm not going to quote Scully in my head. It's fine. Yeah. Um, Anyways, but yeah, so they're, they're recovering, yada, yada, yada. It is super fluffy, which is not generally my cup of tea, but I do love the story. Um, and beyond that, I really, I, I don't know anything to add to that, but I do have a different quote, which is kind of shocking. Talking. Yes. I was like, I was waiting with bated breath. Like, do we pick the same one? We did not pick the same one. I almost picked yours. Um oh did you? I did. <laughs> I went to go highlight it and I was like, no, there's another one. Um Melissa took more time than she ought have, but she wasn't sure how long it took to repress yeah. F- but she wasn't sure how long it took two repressed federales to each let their to let down their guard. She wasn't trying to play a matchmaker, but she wasn't trying not to either. Melissa had the empathic talent of a horse when it came to reading energies, and those that ran between her sister and Fox Mulder both crackled and arced in an electric tumult, and also flowed low like a fast-moving dark river, seeping over the stones of obstacle like a mercurial fluid. She never felt such a connection. She opened the door quietly. There was no sound on the other side, and when she walked in, it was to a room filled with the blue light of the television with nothing playing. She crept into the apartment, and that's when she saw the two heads on the couch, both asleep and tilted toward each other. As if in sleep, their subtle bodies took over. She walked to the couch and placed a blanket over both their laps and left them until the morning. Almost picked out.
2: <laughs> I was going it's between so the two of them today. I'm like, which one? This one shows what Melissa did. This one shows, like. Yeah. Or not what Melissa did, but like the the the, the, pole, the the force that she like had in getting him to the apartment. The other one was really cute. And I was like, I'm gonna go with like the, the action. Mm-hmm. Um so I'm glad that you chose that. And I'm I went with the spoiler.
0: See? Yeah. Look at us. Yeah, we, we compliment each other so well. that's
1: wonderful. And I <laughs> <just> took <laughs> that one off my honorable mentions and I should have left it on,
0: I guess. Ugh, I'm aghast. Oh, I'm a guest. Sorry, a oh. gog. I'm not sorry. <laughs> that's an inside joke. I should keep those out of the spot. Anyways, um, sorry, Annie. I'm eating gummy
1: bears. Yeah, Annie's number two.
2: My number two. Sorry, I wasn't sure if I was muted because uh, I keep like, I have a scratchy throat, so I'm like,
0: <clears throat> which is gross. And I don't want you to hear that. I mean, thank you. But it, we understand. Yeah.
2: Uh, so my number two is hair is everything by Dana Scully makes me feel <gasps> autopsy turvy. Oh, shit. that one's good. That I, I
1: considered that one as well.
0: I'm yeah. not going to talk about it later, but that's my honorable mentions. Just so you know, I'm adding okay. it right now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's yep. only 500
2: words. It's mm-hmm. G and Melissa's not even in it, but so it was, it was a little difficult for me to put this in here, but she has such an influence over one of the most important parts of the entire show. Please leave that long pause in for a oh, will. <laughs> she has such an important influence over this or such a huge influence over such an important part of the show. Scully's hair.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And that is why I had to pick it. It also seemed like a little different. I'm like, maybe they won't pick it. um yeah so essentially like melissa suggests a hairdresser (laughs) like that's that's the story and i i (laughs) do i mean it like in a nutshell it's really short no right Mm
0: -hmm. um Mm -hmm.
2: so here is my one little quote from this short fic to be in charge of a woman's hair was to bear great responsibility melissa Sorry, Melissa Scully had taught him that. Dean, the hairdresser, and Melissa had forged a years-long friendship, him cutting her hair for free in his kitchen, tinting it in the bathroom for the cost of the dye. She'd introduced her sister to him after a year or two, bringing the still-serious young woman into the salon and explaining the problem. Dana was born with... Sorry, Dana was a born redhead Whose auburn locks had faded to brown, and that also kind of explains, like, from the first episode to the second episode, and what, mm-hmm. and what had happened there. And so, I don't know. I just, I, I thought it was really cute
1: and important. It is. No, that important. one is really good. Yeah. It. I read that one, making my list for this. Mm-hmm. It's really good. It is. And I nope. think I did the same thing. Like, I agree with you. It, Melissa is such a key figure. But I had the same questioning of. But yeah, no, I
2: I know. Maybe it's a little bit of a cheat. No, I there think was it's a influence, really. Yeah. So I was like, I have, I have a few. No, and that, and that Cheats, was something I struggled know. with. <laughs> <laughs> we know. <laughs> a joke on a gummy bear. And please don't.
1: I struggled with that, too, of. <laughs> Melissa's influence versus her being in
2: it. Right, 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 right.
0: Well, she's a key part of the story. I mean, she without is. her,
2: mm-hmm. Scully's
0: Scully would hair. would never have met him. Her hair would have stayed that brown. And that. That you know, mousy brown, which I loved, by the way. But I, know, it's I did too. <laughs> I leaned it's more fine. towards the red hair. I, she is what made me obsessed with redheads. It's
2: fine. Me too. I still like the mousy brown.
0: She made me like
1: my red hair. That's important. I didn't like my red hair.
0: Look at that. Yeah. That's beautiful. I love that. What's your number two? Mine.
1: My number two, um, I'm just going to go for things Rachel hates is, um, the next best thing,
0: which I haven't read by
1: Annick Duclos, uh, on Gossamer. Mm. It is 5k. It's rated mature. And in this fic, um, Mulder has a one night stand with Melissa, um, Melissa basically calls and asks him out. Um, They go out to eat. He asks her up for coffee and they have sex. The next morning Scully comes over um, as her sister's walking out of the bedroom and doesn't take it well. (laughs) She storms off and um, Mulder tries to chase after her. It doesn't work and Basically, after Melissa talks to Dana and Mulder, she kind of convinces them to realize they do love each other. And she even calls Mulder out on sleeping with her as a replacement for her, her
0: sister. Ooh. Okay,
1: now not I in like- a bad way, though. Like, Melissa's, yeah. like, totally cool about it all. Scully, not so much. Um <laughs> Uh, so Melissa's totally cool about it. Scully, not so much. Finally, Mulder and Scully do talk at the end. Um, Mulder tells her he loves her, asks if she loves him. She says, yes. And they, it just ends with, she's not ready to forgive him yet and to just move forward. But he says that knowing that you love me is all I need and I can wait until you're ready. And she tells him, you know, that may never happen. I may never be ready. And the story ends.
0: Mm. Wow. Well, um, Interesting.
1: I have one quote. It is when Melissa and Mulder are talking. Melissa says, I remind you of her, don't I? Mulder looked at her in shock. God was this woman's psychic. And Melissa says, you look at me and you see her. That's what last night was all about. Mulder knew there was no point in denying it. All he could do now is try to make amends. I'm so sorry. I didn't know. I couldn't. I'm sorry so much for that i understand fox but i'm not the one you have to convince you have to tell her
2: mm. So, how long is that one 5k okay
0: and it's short yeah yeah i love that we all pick short fix well i mean for now
2: <laughs> all of mine are short all of mine yeah, are short first time like wow. ever i think
0: I have to look up a, a pronunciation real quick.
1: My number okay. one is under a thousand words.
2: What? what?
1: I, I know. I know. I think this is the first that has ever happened.
2: Who are we up to?
0: Rachel's number two. My Rachel's number, number two. two. Okay. Okay. Um, my number two is "Manesty" by All These Ghosts which is an author I've never heard of before this. <laughs> Me either.
2: I've heard um, of them. Yeah. Okay, cool. It is
0: 953 words. So it's nice and super short. It is rated G. Um, and Melissa is not in this fic, but it's not a cheat. I don't think. I have a true sheet later. You'll see what I mean. Um, so in this story, Um, Mulder and Scully are on the run, I believe. Um, and it is, uh, Melissa's birthday. So Scully, um, wakes up early and she steals away from the hotel room and goes into town and she finds this newly opened like bakery shop and she gets this cranberry pie and she takes it back to the hotel room and she's sitting outside the hotel room watching the sunrise and she's digging into this pie at like five in the morning and Mulder comes out and you know he, he's like you know what you're, you're eating pie like what is this and because it's Melissa's birthday and Melissa only ever got a birthday pie and so every year on her birthday and this would have been her 40th she celebrates it with pie except this time she's not celebrating it by herself because she ends up sharing it with Mulder and it's sweet and they like chat a little bit about you know life and Melissa and things and it is written so fucking well like it is written so well I have I have a cheat in my honorable mentions and I would have considered this a cheat but it's written so well it's just so sweet and it's just like it's like, it's sentimental and it's, but, and yeah, Ugh, it's so good. I have read that. Yes. It's so good. Um, and I do, I have one quote. It's a long quote. <laughs> Melissa had to do everything her own way. Scully explains. Normal kids had birthday cake, but she wasn't normal. So she wanted pie. It used to make my father crazy, but every year mom baked a pie for Missy's birthday. She put candles on it and everything. Scully passes him the container. The look of pleasure on his face when he tastes the pie makes her shiver. She continues. When Melissa was 20, she lived in London for a while, waitressing and palm reading. My mother called a bakery there and had them deliver a pie to Missy's apartment on her birthday. A month after that, Scully got a postcard from her sister. It had a picture of Amsterdam on the front and a long missive and tiny letters on the back. Almost all of it was about a boy she'd met, and ta- but tacked on at the very end was a note. P.S. Tell mom thanks for the pie. When Maggie saw the note, she cried. Mm. Ugh, and it's, it's just like this beautiful slice of life. And it's sad, but it's heartening. And ugh, it was just so good. I just, I love, I love when authors can do so much with so little. Mm -hmm. Sorry. I feel like I've said that before a few times on the podcast. (laughs) It's
1: true though. I mean, I think it, I would think it would be harder to write a short, full story than, Mm -hmm. you know, even like
2: a long case file.
1: Mm
2: -hmm. (sighs) Can I just say, I think that cake is overrated and pie is way better. And I'm the person who asks for pie on her birthday. Aww. So I can relate. That's I'm adorable.
1: an ice cream birthday person, not yeah. cake. That's cool I too. I yeah. ice cream.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, I'm also a summer birthday. So yeah. yeah. I have grown to like certain cakes and it's really more about the moisture. Yes. Like the moistness and the frosting.
1: It's the moistness, the frosting quality and the ratio of frosting to cake.
0: Yes. I want a super moist cake with buttercreamy sort of frosting. Like it doesn't necessarily have to be buttercream, like it can be chocolate as long as it's that thick, caked on, <laughs> loaded with mm-hmm. a fuck ton of sugar.
2: Moist it always red hurts my with- stomach, so I I mm-hmm. just cake that cake doesn't do it for me. I eat it, I'm like, great, now I feel
0: Sick. I think you a moist
2: red velvet with
1: cream cheese frosting.
0: Oh yeah. That's good too. What is your favorite pie? Annie. Um, I,
2: it's seasonal, you know, like mm. in the summer, I probably want blueberries or peaches in the fall. I'm going to want pumpkin or pecan. Um, in the spring, I don't know. Is there a spring pie? Coconut. Oh, I don't like coconut. coconut cream pie. I don't like coconuts. I know. Banana. See, cream like, pie. are you? no, <laughs> So, Not if I'm, only if I'm getting murdered. Thank you. <laughs> um,
1: are you a like fruit pie person or like cream pie, like French silk or peanut butter or. Nice. I don't know that I've ever
2: had peanut butter pie. <gasps> oh, peanut butter pie is the best. Have you I've never seen that. Silk? I don't know what French silk is. Chocolate. Chocolate with the. Whipped
1: cream and the oh, right. I like the chocolate, chocolate so I'd top. probably
2: like it, but I like the heard chocolate,
1: it. they put chocolate flakes usually on top of the like whipped cream. Yeah. Sounds amazing. Oh my
0: god. Like you French silk pie is so good that you yes. can go buy the fucking Marie Calendar's frozen yes. one from the yes. grocery and it's, store yeah. no, and it's just true. be yep. like, <laughs> I am a in decadence. See, and I feel the
1: same with Marie Calendar's uh coconut cream pie.
0: I don't think I've ever had a coconut cream pie. My mom I've never and had grandma. a grandma.
1: My mom and grandma make really good coconut cream pie,
2: Hmm. but like
1: peanut butter pie or like um, chocolate peanut butter pie.
0: I mean, that does sound really good. good. I I love banana cream pie. Banana cream. Yeah. It's so good. Or like banana pudding pie. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I love anything with pudding. Give me like pudding in a pie crust and Mm -hmm. it's just fucking heaven. Damn it. Now I want
2: pie. I know. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What kind of pie was she eating in the story? She was eating a cranberry pie. A cranberry pie. Oh, that sounds really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I did pull the story up. I could have just See, looked.
1: I'm not a fruit pie person, but I like cobbler.
0: Peach cobbler is.
2: That's good.
1: <laughs> a blackberry or cherry. Cherry is my favorite. Blackberry is second. Mm. And I would like cherry pie, I think, because I love cherries.
2: Yeah, cherry pie is really good.
1: But cherry cobblers.
2: Oh, I mean, I'm sorry, cherry cobbler. Yes, sorry. Mm -hmm. I mean both of those.
1: Annie. Mm.
0: (laughs) Because I think it's what a transition. Like 20 minutes.
1: (laughs) Was that your number one? No, your number one. That was was my number two. (laughs) Oh, that was your number two.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We're not even through our number ones yet. See, I think we're all a little hungry. Mm. So
1: it was Annie's number one, though, right?
0: Or yours was the pie? Rachel? Yeah, it was mine. Oh my God. It was my number two.
1: I shouldn't have had weed.
0: <laughs> That's okay. No, you totally should have. <laughs> I All would right. just like to state that I moved and my chair didn't make any noise. Yay.
2: Did yeah. you fix it or you just got lucky?
0: Oh, I got a new one.
2: Oh, okay. Mm hmm.
0: All right, Annie. What is your number one, Melissa Fick? My number one,
2: Melissa Fick, is here to break all hearts. It is twice by two moms make a right. Does anybody else have this one? I don't. I, 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 I did read it though.
0: Okay. I, don't think I know this one.
2: Oh uh, well, it is mature. It is just under two thousand K, and oh god, hold on a second. And so Mulder, grief-stricken as Scully is deteriorating in the hospital during the one breath episode, finds solace in the arms of another woman who looks strikingly like Dana Scully. We don't find out until the very end that it was Melissa and it happened twice, which is why it's called Twice. Um he doesn't realize until she walks into the room and um, says I've been told not to call you Fox or I forget the exact. Yeah. Um, and it's, yeah. this one was hard to find because it's not technically labeled. That is, um, my yeah. Yeah. number one. And I thought it was delicious and delightful and angsty and just absolutely perfect. Um, again, not a very long, thick, So I have a short quote here. Don't do it. Don't think about her, he tells himself. Share your drink, go home, and find release in the abysmally depressing grip of your own fist. That's what you always do, he thinks. She's better than whatever fantasy lurks in your mind. One night in the arms of another woman won't bring her back. But the mysterious woman is quiet, unassuming as they sit together at the sticky wooden countertop. And he likes that about her. He finds he likes a lot about her. The way the dim lights of the seedy establishment reflect her auburn tresses, so similar to Scully's it makes his chest ache. Her tiny hands, the curve of her fingernails, her full lips. Features so similar that just for a moment he pretends that she's there with him. Obviously referring to Scully.
0: Damn. Yeah, sorry it's a good one it's a good one holy shit
2: yeah no that is a good, one. A good one that,
1: that is a really like good one. i haven't read that one in a long time i feel yeah. like that's fucking
0: dark it was <laughs> it was she wow. smiles devilishly um okay look i'm not saying that this has been a competition but of <laughs> all of the fics that have made me ever want to read a Mulder melissa fic <laughs> anyone thank you <laughs>
1: Like if I had thought about that one, that would have definitely made my
2: list. But I I didn't wow. even think about yeah. it. Yeah, you know what? I have to give props to Lynn who randomly found it, and she's like, "I think you'd <laughs> like this one," and I did. <laughs> so I didn't find it on my own. Hashtag Darkest Timeline. Hashtag Yeah, Darkest Timeline. So there was that. But um, yeah, that's that's it. That's my number th- one.
0: And I love Liz, so I might actually end up reading that mm-hmm. one.
2: It's it's really good, <clears throat> and it's not real, it didn't actually happen in the show, so it's okay, Rachel. Interesting. So.
0: Kristen, what is your number one? Um, my
1: number one is Blue Dandelions by karza 4251. Rated general audiences. Did Rachel honorable Michael- mentions? Oh, really? <laughs> Mm -hmm. nice um it's on ao3 it's 807 words i think it's the shortest fic i've ever put on my Mm. top three list yes yes and in it um scully attempts to keep her tradition alive after melissa is gone in this fic um it tells a story of how scully and melissa used to burn dandelions because Melissa said the flame would burn blue. However, every time they'd burn it, it would just be a quick flash of an orange flame. But they just developed this tradition between the two of them of keep trying, keep looking. Um, Then it turned in they would do it on holidays when they were back together for old time's sake. And in this fic, the last time they had done it was in Ocean City after Scully woke up from her coma. So we move on to where uh, Melissa has passed away, and it's the first anniversary of her death. And Scully wakes up and knows she needs to do something special, so she calls into sit calls into work sick. Uh, she goes and picks dandelions, um, thirty four for Melissa's age when she died, and she drives to Ocean City, and she burns the dandelions, hoping to see a blue flame but she doesn't and she digs and buries the dandelions and you know tells her sister that she loves her and she misses her and Mm -hmm. you know she hopes that she understands in a way Mm -hmm. you know and i have a very very short quote here because it is a very short fic Melissa once said that when you burned a dandelion, the flame would become blue, or at least that was what she heard. It wasn't true. When you burned a dandelion, it consumes in a blink of an eye with a normal-looking orange flame.
0: Just a quick little... Mm -hmm. Because
1: it was hard to pull a quote that didn't really... I don't know, give something away.
0: I lean into the spoilers.
1: Yeah. I thought it was very sweet and sad and it mean that scully would do something special and personal
2: i like backstories mm. like that where oh yes. we used to do yes. this thing we used to you know get into bed together and like talk all night or we used to burn dandelions and so that is my number three awesome or number three my number one what the fuck
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's the weed man it totally is nice. um Anyway, that
1: is my number one. <laughs> That's cool. And it's an author I hadn't read before this. Mm-hmm. And they i They only never have five. I've heard of them. No, they have five fix hmm. um, between 2014 and 2016. Awesome.
0: I've there's of all of the authors. Okay, hold on. I'm counting now. One, two, three, four, four three, four. Four out of like seven. Hmm are people I'd never heard of before. So, score. All right. Oh, Okay. The gin is coursing through my veins. I'm ready for my number one. <laughs> <clears throat> okay. Um, so, my number one is In the Family of Things by Tree. Oh, and I feel geez. like one of you read yeah. some tree or like it was made some top something. I don't know. I remember somebody said
2: alchemy by tree. It was a, qu- there was a quote yeah. from Jane or something and I made it into a thing. I'm, I've been like playing around mm. with that. Just like trying to like have more content out there. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. That's,
0: that's right. I like tree. Yeah. So I had never read anything mm-hmm. by them before. Um And, so it is. Um, it's a post up for Beyond the Sea. Um, Melissa's last spoke to her family when she came out, and um, she comes back like after the funeral, and like maybe I'm a sucker for a gay Scully sibling because I mean I like gay Charlie mm-hmm. fix too, um, but so she ends up coming back um, after he passes away after the funeral's over. And he just, she just feels like she needs to reconnect. She hasn't seen her whole family in like two years. And um, she remembers like the, she, she starts like thinking back about, you know, my first memory of, of him was leaving. And my last memory of him was, you know, him making me leave. And, you know, our, our life has been defined, our relationship has been defined by absence. Um, and it's, it's really introspective and it's in first person. Um, but she goes back and she like stays with Scully and they go out, um, to like the pier, um, and she reads a poem, which is amazing. Um, but, and I know that like, I know we've had, <laughs> I know we've had debates on the timeline about, um, you know, the merits of a disapproving Irish Catholic sea captain to a homosexual child before specifically Mm -hmm. with the Charlie Mm -hmm. conversation, Um, Mm -hmm. which I fully believe that he would be. I, I don't believe that he would be perfectly okay with that. I think that he would battle with it. I think he would war with it and really just not know how to handle it. And so he would handle it by not handling it. Um. So there's that. Um, But the story, like it isn't about him. It's really, it's, it's about Melissa coming to terms with his effect on her life. Um, And it's just, it's told incredibly well um, from her point of view, which, and I usually don't like first person, but it is so damn good. Um, And I was surprised. I was, I was quite surprised (laughs) that it was as good as it was. Um, And I have one quote. I once told Dana that the important thing in life is who we meet along our path. Only now does it become clear to me that the people we leave behind, the people who leave us behind, are just as important. I think of my father's ashes spreading out across the Atlantic. I've spent almost my whole life trying to escape him, to wrench myself from his influence, Only now to find that he is spread as finely through me as that ash. I could sift forever and never be rid of every speck. It's so good. Tree is good. Um, Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, so good. But yeah. And I mean, but yeah, I'm definitely a sucker for a coming out story. So. So, I mean, I guess, like, there's kind of a warning for that, but that's about it. It's really good. And grief.
2: Mm-hmm. And all of that stuff. I'm going to have to read more tree. So, yeah.
0: yeah. I know, right? Yeah. I'm going to have to read more of a few of the others on here now.
2: Yeah, I always feel like I want to read um, more stuff and then other stuff comes up and you're like, I'm being pulled in so many directions. Mm-hmm. Which one do I read?
0: Yes. All of them over the course of the rest of your life.
2: I mean, maybe. (laughs) I didn't think I'd be doing this at this point in my life, but here we are. I didn't think the fandom would still be alive at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. We get it.
1: Very true. (laughs) (laughs) We get it. And we're happy you're
0: here. Reading, I know. Still, immersing yourself, truth, in the oft toxic <laughs> and yet life giving <laughs> fandom that is these X Files. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Who? I'm gonna drink some water. Annie, how are? What are your honorable mentions? Yes,
2: my honorable mentions are. Let's see. I have where is it? <sighs> Rose Quartz by Gives Me Voice. Do you guys know this one? Mm-hmm. So it's it's cute. Um, I like how different it is. Mulder, it's so it's a it's kind of like a meat cute AU. But the meat cute really is with Melissa, but it didn't go in the direction I thought it was gonna go. <laughs> in. Um, so Mulder's on this case, Melissa owns this like new agey shop and he goes in looking for information on the case. And, um, he's really intrigued by Melissa. Anyway, they end up going out. Scully's also there. Um, very, very like I'm, I'm, I can't think I'm summarizing more stuff happens. Anyway. um, And he ends up really liking Scully. Really cute. It's a short one. I don't know if I wrote down how long it is. I don't. I didn't. Uh, Hold on. Let me just pull it up real fast because I do have the link right here. It's rated G. It's just under 3K. So another really short one. Um, Then there's Blunt Talking by WTF Mulder, which was so close to making my list. Um, And that one's 2287 words it's rated teen and basically Melissa is home from college and she and scully are having a heart to heart um it comes out that scully likes girls and of course you know this being like the scully sisters they discuss morality the morality of that and god and rules and what's expected out of life and family um i don't i just I liked Scully's exploration of her sexuality. And of course, Melissa is the one person that she could probably talk to. Maybe Charlie, we don't know. Um, but yeah, I, that was a really good one. So close to making my list. And then Caught by W... No, I'm sorry. Caught by Mulder Girl. Um in which Melissa basically catches Mulder and Scully in a relationship. Um, She, like, comes over and she sees all the signs, like, oh, there's two toothbrushes, and um, that's a really cute one. And that's it. Well, it's my honorable mentions. Nice. Awesome. Kristen, what about you? My
1: honorable mentions are... Collateral Damage or Three Women That Karen Kossoff Never Met by Ruger, Ruger, Mm -hmm. Um, R-U-U-G-E-R. It's rated teen and up. It's 1,600 words. Um, It does not follow canon. It's canon divergent. Um, And with the Melissa part of it, Karen Kossoff goes to visit Scully in the hospital as she's dying of cancer. And instead ends up meeting Melissa and having a conversation about um, God and why do things happen and why does our life take the path it's supposed to take? Um, The interactions with Diana and Cassandra Spender are the other two, and those are good as well. Uh, Rainbow Continuum by Emily on Gossamer. It's rated PG-13. It's a fic in which Scully discovers that Melissa's death was faked. And her and Mulder go off to find her sister. And in the process, find out that Emily is actually still alive and has been held with Melissa. Mm. And then they go on a um, journey that takes them um, all the way up into Canada um, to try to find safety from the... People that are after Melissa and Emily, it is one. No, sorry, is forty six k on Gossamer, and then I have three that could have easily been in my top three at some place. I have Bloom by Fran Fran Franji Pandy Down Under, in which Scully and Melissa open a coffee shop. Um, it's a AU. I have Thinking About Babies by Baroness Blixen which is on 803 teen and up 2300 words um, where Scully can't sleep. She goes to visit Mulder on a case during it's, um, shortly after home. And she's thinking about this conversation she had with Melissa where Melissa told her that without coming right out and saying it, Melissa said she was pregnant and that she couldn't have a baby and she was based, she was going to have an abortion. And um. Melissa said to her like what a wonderful mother she'd be basically the same thing Mulder says to her in home and it's just having her she's having a lot of thoughts about her life and is she going to be a mother and is she meant to be a mother hmm. and then I have warnings by Nicole on Gosmer rated PG in which um, it's a fic where you're reading it and you automatically assume it's Dana Scully, that is the Scully in it when the Well Manicure Man is talking to Miss Scully. But then you find out at the end that he had actually gone to visit Melissa to tell her that Scully was in danger or he had gone, the Well Manicure Man had gone to visit Melissa and that's the Miss Scully he was talking to. It's a kind of an interesting different take on it of Melissa getting a warning before she's walks into the situation and is killed. Yeah. And those are my honorable mentions.
0: Interesting. Um,
1: and I will fully admit to instead of writing Rainbow Continuum, writing Rainbow Connection in my notes.
2: <laughs> oh, that's so cute. I mean,
1: <laughs> I no disrespect it. to the author at all. <laughs> but such an iconic
0: song. Yes. I know. Hermit yes. the Frog approves. Mm-hmm. God, I feel so old right now. <laughs>
2: we have a bunch of 20-somethings thinking, what the hell are they talking about?
0: <laughs> Sorry guys, we're old. Yeah, not that old, but we're old. Old it's enough. Right. Old exactly. We're old enough. I don't know. Oh, <sighs> anyways, um so half of my honorable mentions have been mentioned already. Um, I did have Nine Minutes by Mulder Girl, Um, 3,600 words, general audiences. It is a super fun misunderstanding. And Mm -hmm. yeah, I agree. I'm kind of amazed that it went on as long as it did. Like, how do you not discuss? Like, so did you go out with my sister (laughs) over the course of five years?
1: Yeah. I mean, you think it would eventually come Mm -hmm.
0: up at some point, but they also, they didn't talk. So yeah, that is maybe true. not. That is true. We love one non-communicative couple. <laughs> um, but it is it is super great. Um, and I definitely enjoyed that. I also um I did enjoy blue dandelions like a lot. Um mm-hmm. that almost made my top three. Um it was just oh. It's just so random, like it's just this random, beautiful tradition that they have. And I love the way that like Scully tells her that, you know, like she knows that it's never going to burn blue, but like Mm -hmm. the fact that they keep trying gives her hope. And I'm just like, Mm -hmm. oh, it was so great. Um. I have alignment by hold this cat, which is 1200 words and um, it is rated teen and up. Um, And this one is, uh, it's not about Melissa, like Melissa, it kind of like shares a memory and then kind of like follows up with like Scully remembering in real time. So like, I mean, we all know Melissa's, you know, kind of out there, kind of new agey. And at one point in their history, Melissa tries to introduce Scully to the idea of her seven, like the seven chakras and, you know, Scully just kind of, you know, shoves it off, yada, 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 whatever. There's no science in that, Melissa, you know, that kind of thing. Um, But then it kind of like, it kind of goes through like a little bit of Scully's life. And then at the very end, like she is, she's with Mulder and she's just realizing just the different energies that he has and the different, you know, ways that he is and how, you know, she knows his body more intimately now. And maybe Melissa was right. Um and it just kind of calls back to like that early memory. And it was really, it was really sweet and it was cute. Um, And then my last one is my cheat. My only proper cheat. Um, It is solitary fields in spring or five mother's days that never happened by Audrey's. Ooh.
2: Oh, yep. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah. close to picking that one. Yeah.
0: Yep. Yep. Because it's not, it's see, and I've done this before. Where it's you know, uh, where's Casey when I need? What's what's the name of that process? It starts with an R. I don't know. Um, where you basically write it? And like, no, oh <laughs> no, it's like. Uh, I mean, I could open of uh, the way that she wrote of the eight winds.
1: Mm, mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. all of the ones that I pick that are like cheats are written like that where it's like in five different sections or so oh. many different sections and like <laughs> um, but yeah so it's only one fifth about Melissa but it is written so well and the whole thing is really really good um, but it's basically five mother's days and it's it's lights but it's deep and it's fluffy and it's kind of heartbreaking and wistful and it's just, it's wonderful. Um, Melissa's gay in this one too. Um, cause I have a type. Um, but yeah, no, she is, she's married. Like they have a kid and, um, yeah, Scully's pregnant and they're just visiting and, that's really the only Melissa part that you get but the rest of it is really good too so read all of it and also part three <laughs> Um, but yeah I, I wish Audrey's was still writing she's really mm. good they're really good mm-hmm. I don't know who they are but yeah and if you don't have this on your list I would love to record this one me no Annie I
2: don't think oh. I do
0: okay no,
2: I don't well. I mean, you know, even if it's on my list, I don't care.
0: Okay. <laughs> I don't care. Right. Just take yeah. it. Good. I will. But those are my honorable mentions. We had a lot of crossover this time. We did. We yeah. I think this is more crossover than we've had yeah. all season. <laughs> Welcome to Dope Ass Rex from Audio Fanfic Podcast, where each week we give you a taste of some of the awesome fic we are currently reading and super excited about.
2: Today's Dope Ass Wreck comes to you courtesy of Settle Down Frohickey. It's called Interlude at Casey's, which is the bar that is frequented by Mulder. Uh, this is general audiences, and it's 1845 words. So the general idea of this story is that Mulder, Scully, during the cancer era, or right after the cancer era, end up going out with Bill and Charlie for a drink at Casey's bar. And, of course, Bill is a pompous asshole and gets scotch splashed in his face. Um, Scully is pissed and storms off. Charlie's actually pretty cool about everything because, you know, he's Charlie and we all love him. Who doesn't love a good Charlie in stories? Bill is basically out of the picture at this point, but Mulder goes to find Scully. He's worried about her, and she apparently wasn't aware of just how hostile Bill was to Mulder. Mulder seeks Scully out. He wants to go apologize. He feels really bad for everything, the, the way that it all played out. And instead of apologizing, he goes and tells her, You're beautiful, you know that? And he's suddenly scared that she's going to be really mad at him, give him a slap across the face for being patronizing or sexist, kind of as, you know, thinking that she might take it as in um, a you're cute when you're mad sort of way. But she doesn't. He goes in for a quick kiss, tells her that she's perfect, and then darts out into the street to try to hail a cab. Eventually, Charlie ends up following Mulder. He's like, I'm going to get out of here. No hard feelings. I know my brother can be an asshole. It's fine. Then Scully ends up finding Mulder and Charlie outside. She says goodbye to Charlie, and she's not mad. Mulder starts walking home, and she's basically telling him, take a cab. It's cold. You have three miles to walk. And they end up ducking into another quieter bar. And They sit down to two tequilas, and Mulder tries to apologize, but Scully says that when she was first diagnosed with cancer, even though she doesn't consider herself a vain person, that she's always placed her value on her intelligence, her hard work, achievements, she was immediately scared about losing her hair when she was first diagnosed, and that his words actually meant a lot to her. There is no actual resolution or conclusion to this kiss that they've had. Um, It's not really acknowledged. More than anything, she just thanks Mulder and says, please take a cab home. I'll see you on Monday. And I kind of like that. I like that it's left open-ended. We don't know what's going to happen. Is this something that just happened right after the cancer era or kind of around the cancer era? Is this a missing scene? That could have been a stepping stone to their eventual relationship. Who knows? Who knows? Um, But I like this take. Who doesn't love a good Bill story? Obviously, we all love Charlie. And Scully is beautiful. So definitely go check this one out.
1: Hi, it's Kristen. And my dope-ass rec for the week is The Family G-Man by Neo X-File and Filene Fem. This fix starts... In December 2003, it's Christmas Eve. Mulder is in a dark place. Doggett has died, and sadly, Scully has committed suicide. Mulder is at his worst. He's at a deep place of despair, and he runs into this clairvoyant woman with mystical powers who basically gives him a Christmas card and says, you know, like, if you open and read this, things could be different for you. Mulder's a little confused. He doesn't really believe it. He kind of thinks the woman is insane. But his grief is so strong, he starts thinking about the things this woman said and starts thinking that, you know, if Luke hadn't been kidnapped and murdered, he wouldn't have met Doggett and maybe Doggett wouldn't be dead. And also, you know, if Scully's baby hadn't been kept from her, maybe she would have been happy. Maybe she wouldn't have killed herself. So he opens the card and reads it and kind of just shakes his head and goes to sleep. When Mulder wakes up, it's March 7th, 1992, and everything is fresh for him. He has a chance to restart things over with Scully and even help out people like Doggett and Reyes in the process. The story is really long, but really good, and it follows Mulder and Scully and their adventures as they fall in love and start a family, and also as Mulder tries to rewrite history... And make sure that the X-Files don't hurt anyone. And also make sure that William is still born. So I encourage you to head on over to MoldersCreek.com and dive into the family G-Man. It also has a few spinoff series, as well as a photo album to kind of help you keep track of all the characters that are in the story. It's really good and it's fun. It's a baby fic, a kid fic, MSR. Doggett's not a bad guy in this one and I really think you might
0: enjoy it. Hey y'all, Rachel here and this week my dope ass rec is an SVU fic. Um, It is called Meet the Parents by Regards Alexandra. It is a work in progress. It's on AO3. It is currently um, at about almost 13,000 words Um, and it sprung from a text conversation idea that she had on twitter about velasco dating kathleen and how interesting and awkward it would be if they were going to meet elliot and olivia tagged along and it became this huge thing with the best ship name ever jolene come on it's perfect Um, but it is, it was such a clever idea and I don't even particularly like Velasco. He's kind of warmed up to me a little bit now that I think he's leaving the show. Um, so she started writing it because everybody wanted to read it, but it is a light fic. It is funny And if that is your jam, if you think you might be interested in Jolene, I'm a Kathleen sucker. So give me anything with Kathleen in it and I'm there. Um, But you should definitely go check it out and show her some support on the timeline or in her comments.